Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's a fishing inferno on this Memorial Day weekend. Hey, we're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. We have May 28th, 29th, and yes, Monday the 30th, the three-day weekend kickoff of summer is upon us. And the fishing, it's going to get even better, but it is crazy right now, whether you're out front or back in the bay, whether you're on the reefs, wrecks piled up for these sea bass. They just, they just seem to keep on coming. But we have stripers, we have weak fish, we have blues. Crabbing has started. It is just, and fluke, flounder all over the place, especially in the bays. I'm seeing fish in the bays. Here's the thing. And the guys and gals are still bitching and moaning. Now it's, oh, my God, I can only have one, one over 18. One over 18, that's it. I said, yeah, but the 17 to 17.99, taking some home fish for dinner. Yeah, but we're only catching 18 to 22-inch fish in the back. And there you have it. No pleasing everyone. Hey, some good news from the Murphy administration. Yeah, I know. You heard that from Tompy. Good news from the Murphy administration. At least you've been going to the state parks and forests and recreation areas. With the start of the Memorial Day weekend today, entry to all New Jersey state parks, forests, and recreation areas of this summer will be free of charge. But then if you want you know, to do the camping thing or whatever, that's still, you know, you're going to still have fees for that. You want to go, you want to hike, you want to swim, whatever. It is free of charge. That's a good thing. And we have plenty of stuff going on. Really jam show coming up in our next two segments is Chris Shoplock, Jersey's own Chris Shoplock, Nomad Design USA marketing manager. We're talking to Vertrex Vibe. We're talking to Shikari, some other, some other great, really hot Nomad Design baits. And, uh, well, before we get to our first segment, with Shoplock, we have to have a shout out to Peter and Alyssa. Alyssa, you got to tell Peter, stop beating up the reels like that, man. This guy is rough, tough on his spinning reels. Met him at Creekside Outfitters earlier in the week. Great couple. I hope they're enjoying the great fishing going on in New Jersey. Grab that cup, grab that red. We'll be right back with Chris Shoplock. Also, remember I've been mentioning Jim Hutchinson, Editor's Logs in the Fisherman Magazine, especially during the month of April, the uh, the uh, May edition, rather, and the online Hutch is going to be on talking about some stuff, man. Stay tuned in. And Jim Hutchinson, managing editor, New Jersey and Delaware Bay edition of Fisherman. And we will have a fish report. What's going on in LBI? Hey, what a weekend. I can't wait to get it going. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. What dealer wants to approve you if you clear three fifty per week? Who is Matt Black Kia? What dealer will pay off your trade even if you owe thousands more than it's worth? Who is Matt Black Kia? Correct. Do you have a job at Clear 350 per week at Matt Black Kia in Tom's River and Egg Harbor Township? You're virtually approved. Plus, we're overloaded with trades. Even one owner trades, many with factory warranty. And they must go to make room for new Kias arriving daily. Just because you don't see your new Kia on the lot doesn't mean you can't be driving it home tomorrow. So bring any trade, even if you owe thousands more than it's worth. And don't forget, you can't make a mistake with our four-day love-it-or-leave-it return policy. It's got to be a Matt Black Kia. Offers with approved credit through Kia Motors Finance at all will qualify. Go to MattBlackKiaNJ.com for complete details. Expires 6-5-2022. Matt Black Kia, 6211 Black Horse Pike. And now on Route 37 and Tom's River. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, I'm all uh, all discombobulated today because of uh, some mishaps which got through. Okay, he was able to get through them, but sleep has been 
rare these past, what, 48 hours. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that sometime next week. Comedy of errors, but it happens. Hey, upcoming is the last week of seg- segment D, period D, whatever, the, the turkey season, the spring gobbler season. Five more days. This is crunch time. And I'll tell you, we lost, what do you figure, uh, that nor'easter, rain or winds, whatever. I mean, you could still go out and hunt, but conditions made it almost impossible. We lose six or seven days, eight days in there. So I don't know what the harvest take is going to be. We will find that out in a few weeks when the numbers are tabulated. But like I said, it is crunch time. Those of you still with permits, I would I would believe this has to be, in these conditions too, now the blast of summer heat, it's here. The heat is on. This has to be probably upcoming, the toughest week uh, to put a gobbler down. You know, get get that uh, get those feet in the air, get that get that beard stroked out. Join us on the line right now. I had to put in a call to the man, the one, the guy, Ronnie Jones, president and owner, ACP Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Sense, manufacturer of just some incredible, incredible turkey calls, among others. Try to get okay, you have that permit. You have your last five days. The one advantage, if you want to call it that, you'll be able to hunt until sunset. You don't have to get out of the woods at noon. You'll be able to hunt from Half hour before sunrise to sunset, that increases the odds a little bit. But, man, I'll be damned, man. It, this has been one tough turkey season. Ron, how you doing, man? Would you uh, would you agree to that? Oh, Tom, it's it's been, yeah, it's been one in the books that, uh, yeah, it's, it's exasperating this year for me personally. I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a rough one this year. Ronnie, imagine if you're one. exasperated, imagine what I feel like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As I said on the way down here this morning, listeners, uh, three uh, Jake and two different gobblers, two different three birds, uh, three different areas, just strolling, just getting light, just strolling along the road without a care in the world. Ronnie, what do you think's up with that? I mean, they, they on hens or they all tuckered out for mating. What do you think? I I, I personally am I'm believing that we're we're in that really last part of the season to where they even give a hoot about breeding. Um, you, 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 there's the birds are still there and they're still going to breed. Don't get me wrong, but you know, they're, they're tuckered. Um, I think our season started out with, uh, in my area anyway, I can't, I can't speak for all areas, but in my area, the birds, the, I, it looked like we was in the last of the breeding season at that point. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, really? um, we heard, uh, early in March birds was, I heard, Reports of birds breeding early March, you know, wow. the end of March, rather, um, which would put, you know, three to four weeks of breeding by the time our season came in, which is what we would want. You know, I mean, that's what the seasons are up. So that way the hens are setting on eggs and, you know, they're setting long enough to where if you bust them off of the nest, they're going to come back to it. Right. But uh, the, the, the problem with that also is for us, the hunters, is the... Uh, it's rough at that point because the birds that's still hanging on hens, they're not, they're not pulling off of them. And then the other birds are just, I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ron, it's funny. Uh, it's, it's funny with your assessment. If I, if I may interrupt you for a second, but uh, again, I travel a lot. I spoke with guys that, you know, Turkey hunting areas, one, two, three, four, five, even oh down 11, you know, Somerset County area was Turkey hunting area, 14 prime area. Pretty much saying the same thing, Tommy P. This is one tough, badass year, man. They're, they're, yeah, they're hearing and, birds, and they're, they're here. They're not respond. Something, Ron. I don't know what happened, but I'm 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 looking at uh, what's it? Shoprite. 
<laughs> that's that's, that's well, what it's going to be for it, me. It's, it, it's rough. And even off the roost, and, you know, once from me in my area, even off the roost, they might be talking, but they, they, they wasn't talking like they normally do. You know, typically, you know, they're really going hard on a, you know, you make a, mm-hmm. you, just, you, 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 you burp and they make a noise. Right. Right. Um, this year they just seem subdued. Um, um, so it, it's what it is. Um, you know, this is where you wish you had started in early, early April rather than later April, but, uh, it's what it is, what it is. Um, you can still kill some birds. It's going to be really rough today and tomorrow and next week. I don't know. I, I didn't see the extended forecast, but I know tomorrow, 90 degrees. Yep. Them old boys hunting tomorrow is gonna. It's gonna be murder tomorrow. Plus, uh, um, I don't care how much permethrin you're still dealing with the ticks, Ron. They are bad this year, brother. Ooh. Well, even the ticks, and you're going to be right in the heart of it because those birds, by you know, that going to come out. They're going to go right to your strut zone. Um, probably within an hour, they're going to be right back into the woods. Yep. So you know, to to kill birds out in the fields like we like to do. It's going to be rough tomorrow because of the heat. Those birds, those birds aren't stupid. They're going to be in those those low, um, cool areas, feeding. You know, in those in those skunk cabbage areas and those those marshy swampy areas. Mm-hmm. Which there you go. You got the if you haven't been uh, blessed with the uh, mosquitoes and ticks so far this season, you will be tomorrow. <laughs> you will be. And the next week. All right, again, typical case of we're going, there was no real spring bang. We're going uh, right into the summer season. And the heat, I know, affects them over the years. I've, I've, I have I've like to get the period deep because, again, the extra week, not that it's been, you know, that bountiful for me. But uh, when you get this hot weather, like sudden hot weather like that, it seems that they have a muzzle. They, they just shut up. They well, just want, shut they up. want to come down. They yeah. want to eat, look around, and then do go wherever they go. But they don't respond to even your calls, Ron. Yeah, I have your no, box. No. I have your pocket. Oh, that's tough, man. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I I was only I've been able to hunt limited time, but I've, I've gone out with a, a few times, you know, calling, and it's been it's been rough. And and again, I'm not the world's best uh, championship caller, but I know how to talk turkey and and. Uh, they they just seem to look at you and say, "Nah, not today, my friend." Yep. And you know, you're you're uh, that that's humbling. <laughs> oh, that, oh, absolutely. Okay, Joe's on the Rockefeller line this morning. Is Ron Jones, president, owner, uh, CEO, ACP Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Sense, based in Monroeville, New Jersey. Super super products in there, Ron. Um, to your calls now, you you have the the pot calls, crack home slates. And you have the diaphragms, and you have the box calls, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your choice of weaponry this coming week? You're going to be at what? What is your choice when the going gets this tough? You carry all three. What's the dealio? Ne- next week, next week, I will be going hard with my uh, aluminum and uh, copper um, friction or pot calls, mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go with my higher pitched uh, box calls. And uh, this is going to blow a lot of people's minds in my mouth calls. I am going to do a lot of, uh, not loud, don't get, you, know, you never go super loud, but I will be a, a lot of cutting and um, uh, aggressive uh, pleading mouth calls. Well, higher pitch, I'm going to go higher pitch. Uh, the lower wow. pitch, I tried it. You know, the lower wow. pitches was, was talking, but it wasn't getting them excited. 
Um, the other the other morning with Jennings, we had a we had a bird, and we pushed it. We pushed the envelope too much and uh, busted him. But you know, we try try to get up as close as I try to get up as close as I can to him. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could, I'd get up within three feet of him. <laughs> ain't gonna happen, but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get as close as I can to him, and then I'm going to really. What I'm trying to do at this point is, we're at the end of the season. Um, they are tuckered, and they're not going to. You know that that hand has got to be um, super uh, desirable. Mm-hmm. Is the best way to put it. So I'm I'm going to pull out. I'm going to start off with all three calls. I'm going I'm going with the coppers and the aluminums. I really like the copper. Um, or if you have a glass call, have a glass over uh, an, an aluminum right. that has a really. I hate the sound. I personally cannot stand the sound, <laughs> but the birds love it. And it's got a reverb in it. It's just a metallic sound. It just uh, drives me nuts. But when you get out away from that call, you know, 10, 20 yards, it's like, wow, that's a really pretty sounding call. Um, So I guess what I'm saying is on your pot calls, go to the sounds that nobody's been using all season. Okay. Okay. Uh, And those metallics, um, and I, and I fought them for years. I wouldn't even make them for, for a long. I just, I just didn't make them. But, you know, the boys out in Kansas, the boys out in Oklahoma and those Midwest uh, uh, states, those prairie grounds, they love those metallics, those, those mm-hmm. aluminums and the, and the coppers. And I can see why now. It's, um, it's got that little bit of, uh, I can't explain it, but I, I call it a reverb or, or, right. or metallic sound. And the birds really like it. Uh, so they... Most people use a slate. Most people are going to use glass over glass or whatever. These birds right now are used to those sounds. Uh, Ron, I was uh, yeah, I was just going to ask you about yeah. that. Yeah, again, especially if you're hunting this is public land. I mean, these birds yeah. have heard it all, probably seen it all too. So this is um, this is when you have to pull that all stop. So Ron, you have to hang in for another segment. You cannot leave. We're up against a hard break. People, grab that cup, grab that rebel. We'll be back with Ronnie Jones. We're talking. Crunch time gobblers last five days, Monday through next Friday, but you can hunt until sunset. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. Here we go. Look out below. Back inside Rack and Fin. Right with me, Tom P. Weekend of May 21st and 22nd. We have on the Rack and Fin line, turkey hunter, turkey manuf- turkey gold manufacturer, extraordinaire Ron Jones, president, owner, CEO, ACP Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Sense, based in beautiful Monroeville. I love that section of the state, man. Oh, farmlands, woods. It is absolutely beautiful. We're talking taciturn toms. Like that word? Tacit, as in quiet, as in they ain't talking. They're not speaking. They got their mouths shut. Those beaks are just mm, like they're glued together. We have 
The second portion of D-Week, Monday through Friday, you can hunt until sunset, half hour before sunrise, a half hour after sunset. We have Ronnie Jones on the line right now. I want to uh, hit him up for some cold. As he said, you have to, especially on public land, it's been pressured. You got to hit these birds with something they haven't heard. Now, there's still some, uh, you know, some unbred hens out there, rare but there. They are there. You got to get, you got to get any gobblers last inch, or not the teenagers. Hey, I'm, I'm not. I have no problem shooting a Jake, man. They come in. I like wild turkey meat, and they're legal, and I'll do it. Get these feisty teenagers. But you want a beard. You want a specimen gobbler. This is the toughest time of the season. Ron, you know me. I'm all about the meat. I'll take a Jake. I have no problems with that. But even they seem to be a little like, hey, man, we're not we're not digging that. Yeah, it's uh, again, it's a weird year. But, uh, you know, I, my, my theory is this. If you want to talk like a man, you die like a man. <laughs> so if, if, if I got a if I if I got a Jake coming in like a like a long beard, he's gonna he's gonna go down, uh, and I'm and I'm all about filling tags too. That's uh, uh, that's just part of it. But uh, the, the Jakes, even your Jakes now are, are uh, you know they're, they 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 have uh, master's degrees. <laughs> okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they've got they've gotten through the uh, the gauntlet and 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 they're doing good. So. I mean, a lot of guys are going to be setting and, and blinds and all that. Here's where you want to set your blinds up in, in those loafing areas, or especially with the heat, you want to be in those areas where you know the birds will want to loaf. Uh, that's going to be your best, you know, out in the middle of the field in 90-degree weather. You're just going to roast in that in that blind, so get yourself up into the, the woods a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, get yourself along those uh, uh, woods roads. You know where the fields and the swamps meet, and, and that type of stuff. It's a location, location, location is right. going to be this week. Ron, uh, decoys, uh, decoys have a place in the game this time. Well, again, my, I, you know, most people love decoys. I cuss at them. Um, <laughs> but I, it, I had it, to it, ask them that, people. I had to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but decoys this time of year typically. I'm more receptive to decoys the last this last week than I will be at all, just because I can I can work the bird just like that's where the Jake uh, decoys seem to work okay. Mm-hmm. A gobbler decoy for me will work okay. Um, I don't have to worry about the hens pulling off. In other words, you know, uh, I can't tell you how many times you put a decoy out and here comes the hen around the corner and the tom is in the toe and. She sees that that decoy and she off she goes. Oh, she, yeah, that's right. Yep, and and he's right. He's right you know, behind her. Yep. You know, Tom's Tom's. If he sees if he's by himself and he sees a decoy, then it's a. I mean, male or male. Tom, you know, males are kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> we all are <laughs> when it comes to love, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bash the decoys too bad today. But I don't. I, I me personally, I don't. I don't like them. Um, but there's a lot of guys who won't hunt with them. And and I was just looking at the other night at Cabela's, one hundred and fifty dollars for a turkey decoy. And I said, Wow, that's. Was that what, was that the is that the is it avian brand or one? Someone just asked about that the other day. Tom P, I saw I saw a decoy. God, that thing was almost two hundred dollars or something like that. I know, and, and yeah. I mean, it was the avian. And I'm going to tell you what: if you want to look at a pretty decoy, oh my goodness, right. uh, beautiful, beautiful decoy. Uh, but 
for me to lug that sucker around. The sucker was bigger than I was. And uh, on public land, too. It might get shot, you know? <laughs> You never, yeah, you never know. You know <laughs> who knows about this year? But no, uh, I, I would uh, go with if you're going to go with the blinds, which a lot of guys would go hunting now. A lot of guys hunt blinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to set up where the birds are going to be. You can't set up where the birds are, are uh, in the early season or, uh, or where you want them to be. Uh, you, 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 know, like you, told, you told me that years ago, Jones. You to get back in that side. We're hunting. Listen, we're hunting Salem County. At whoa. We, I said, this is Turkey. Sure enough, they were there. But it was, again, so not similar conditions to this, but similar enough where, Ron, this is uh, this is spot-on information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be where they want to be, not where you want to be. Yeah, Ron, earlier in, this, in the last segment, you mentioned getting aggressive with the calls now. Do you have, uh, can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, what I'm going to do is okay. If 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 you're using like a Yelper, and I would I would say this to the average guy, just just go with your Yelpers, okay. But just do pleading talks more. Just just talk again, not loud. Everybody, when I say aggressive, people think I'm going aloud. Right, right. No, because the turkeys do talk. It's just we're never close enough to hear them talk. If you've ever had a chance to set and had a flock around you for fifteen twenty minutes, there's a lot of different sounds that, that oh, they're yeah. making. And and we don't um, hear them at 40, 50 yards, but they're making them. And, but that Tom does. And, and, and I made this statement last week to another guy, and he goes, oh, they can't hear them sounds. And I said, they hear the slowest yelp at 100 yards. You're telling me they don't hear the peeps and the, and the purrs and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the noises would be like something like this. No, you got mm. you got to put you got to put them in in their um, place. In other words, you can't right. just do it like I just did because I was just trying to throw some net and some. Uh, that was a brand new call too. You got to break your calls, and if you you pull a call out of your mouth, they'll go right out in the woods with to break that yeah. sucker in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that type of stuff. If you got a cutting call, you're doing your your cuts. I don't have a cut call with me. I was just a yelper. But if you're going to do your yelps. Change your pitches. Um, I don't know what that sounds like over the uh, over there. Sounds the radio fine. Yeah. There, but but uh, you know, change your pitches. Start your yelps. Change your yelps up. Change your purrs up. Change your keep everything going. Uh, talk a little bit more, but talk soft. Talk easy. All right. Uh, aggressive calling, in my terms, is not loud. It's just more of it type stuff. Run under these conditions now, hot, dry, whatever. Uh, again, maybe rain next week. Who knows? But again, it's, it's crunch time, people. It is it's the, literally the last minute here. Reasonable time to expect a response, and if nothing, move on. Was it ten minutes, fifteen minutes? What do you think? Take your temperature. You know, and that's what, and that's rough this time of year because they're not talking. But typically, right. when they're talking, you can do what I call call take your temperature. You make a you make a call, and they come back with a double gobble make another type of cut call or another type of uh, purr or key key or something like that. And if they give you a triple gobble, that's the bird you can start working a little bit harder, okay? Not louder, harder, just more of a noise, okay? Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm going to 
to have my three calls. I'm going to have my pod call. I'm going to have a box call. He's out there and my mouth call. And I'm using all three of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're getting in closer and he's triple gobbling, you're double gobbling and he's moving in on you. Then I'm going to drop me personally. I drop my, my pot call first. Uh, Jennings, he'll drop the box call first. And then we continue on with the, the second call. For me, it's going to be the pot call or the box call and the mouth call. As he gets in just about to the place where he's going to start seeing movement, I drop the uh, box call and continue on with mm-hmm. the, uh, the mouth call. A lot of guys um, will make what I call a mistake in the early season, especially where they will start them with one call. And as they're coming in, then they'll add another call and then they hang up. And then they, they then they convince the, the bird that that call is pretty good. And then as the bird gets closer, they'll drop that call and then add another call and then the bird hang up. You can't right. do that this time of year. Mm-hmm. Okay. You cannot have him hang up. You Once you get him going, it, it seems like this late season, they lose interest very, very fast. So you got to keep exactly. him going. Exactly. You got to right. keep him going. You yeah. know, so drop the call rather than add a call. And Ron, one thing too, I have to, I have to mention again, this is, I, I, I Denise me just looked at me, those big, beautiful green eyes and says, man, you blew that one. Uh, we were hunting out by a uh, mill, maybe he's landing area that this time of year, Ronnie, this time of the season, the high bush blueberry was up and yeah. call and I just burnt and I'm working, working, heard him get, I said, well, okay, let us sit, let us sit again, yeah, sit in this one spot for a while and particularly want to move around, whatever. Well, I get my fat butt up to go. Ron, guess it was about 15 yards away. Just walk right there, right, yeah. but right there. I couldn't see him. I, I, you know, hybrid blueberry and, and some other, you know, laurel, whatever was back there. If I had wait again, it. another minute or two, probably would have came into the open, little open area and, but did not make a peep, a part nothing. And there he was right there. Yeah. And I just lost patience and I wasn't really totally aware of my surroundings. And that he was a nice sized bird of public land too. And away he went. Who knows where he is now? <laughs> well, but you you bring up a good point, and there's two there's two critical points in there, and more than the more than the patience is the the knowing what you have when you have it. Mm. Um, meaning, you set up in a place, okay, that was mainly set up for you to hear the bird coming, and 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 I and that's that's the running gunner. Or the uh, locate and, and and call hunter. That's what we love. That's what that the whole the whole oh, yeah. experience for us is calling them in and they're talking the whole way. But when they're not talking, we can't set up in those tight areas uh, because we can't see they're coming in silence. So number one, setup has got to be where you can see thirty forty yards. Okay, for your shot, you've mm-hmm. got to be able to see it. Number two, you've got to to know that. They're coming in silent, so you've got you've got to be patient, and you've got to be able to see around you. So you, so your setup has got to be geared to. They're coming in silent, and it's your eyes are taking over, not your ears. And that's uh, that's hard for me because I'm a. I, I like him talking. I like yeah. I like to pull the trigger when he's talking. I Ron, love it. And Ron, two things. Another that where I lost my head. It's just another one of those squirrels. There was a couple of squirrels around. You know, Rich. It's just another, I heard, I heard something, it's just another scroll. Okay, I'm out of here, man. I got to get a half mile walk down the road to get to, and there he was. Like I said, my shooting area was fine, off to the left and off to the right, because of that high bush blue, I couldn't see, and I got busted. Oh, 
Yep. Oh, that was yep. hard. Oh, oh. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so this coming weeks, your setups has got to be where you can where you can see. I mean, you gotta you gotta see it because they're not coming in talking at all. Um just the setup is probably the most important. Mm. Especially on a running gunner, he gobbles and he's gobbles close, man. You just flop, and and uh, you, you you try to get set up the best you can. But if you have a, if you have a, a chance to to think about it, you know he's he's out there 100, 150 yards. Get your composure. Look around. Do I? If 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 you are going to come in, sound like a turkey. If you're going to try to close the deal a little bit, in other words, he's out 200 yards, and you try to you're trying to get into 100 yards of him. Okay, when you're walking, now remember you cannot be calling and you cannot stalk him. You're just you're just making your setup. Right. In other words, right. Um, you're 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 you scan around and you see. Okay, he's there. He is. He's out there about 200 yards. I can move 50 yards or so over to that spot. I can see better. When you get into that spot, a lot of times when I plop down, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to scratch the leaves with a stick or my hand or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. going to they. They hear you walking. Don't don't you you're not that you're not you're not that much of I'm not that much of an Indian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna hear me walking. So when I get in there, I wanna sound like a turkey is in there. Let things settle down and then go into your calling. Take the temperature if he's talking. Um you may you may not go hard. If you if you know, you may want to go softer calls. But I do know one thing when it's hot like this. A yelp here and a yelp there every fifteen minutes is going to do about as much um, excitement in that bird as uh, watching snow melt. <laughs> Very well put, Ron Jones, <laughs> owner of President CEO Rednecks Pride Game Calls and Outdoor Sense Crunch Time Gobblers. People, this is it. The last five days. Period D, second portion, but you can hunt until sunset. Ron, uh, your take on that. I mean, I've, I've spoken to a few guys and gals who were able to harvest a gobbler and some jakes in that late afternoon period. So that, that's uh, that, that's been okay. Not a lot, a lot of birds are taken, but it is an extra extra opportunity. Uh, yeah, it can be. If you if you can get to the roost, they're going to be there, and um, that that's that's going to be an advantage. I'm, I plan on this coming week hunting a lot of uh, late afternoons if I can get to the roost areas. Absolutely. Okay. Ron Jones, uh, before we let you go, let's uh, get a plug for that business in the call. Besides the calls, you make some incredible sense. This is his trout set. Mary, Mother of God, Limits. You, you know what you should call that, Ron? You should call it Limits or Stringerful instead of trout set. Just call it Stringerful. <laughs> well, you know what? I've, we've got we've got two more scent fishing scents coming out, and maybe one of those names will be that. And I'll call it. I'll, I'll say it the Tom P. Limits. There you go. There, hey, sign me out for that one. I'll go with that. <laughs> Ron, on the overall now uh, for the turkeys, this has been one of the toughest springs you've seen in a while. True. Yes, yes, to me anyway. Yes. So this is. I hope you took Ronnie's tips uh, to heart because and, and listen to the podcast if you miss the show. Want to want to hear him again because this is the last shot out. You pay for the permit, get out there and enjoy, Ron. And, and give it uh, pardon pun intended. I guess give your best shot because these are Ron. To me, you get a gobbler under these conditions now. That is a trophy bird. Whether it's a gobbler or a Jake, to me that is a trophy bird. That is hard earned. That is uh that's doing it in crunch time, man. 
Yeah, well, and, and yeah, I mean, and you're going to earn it. You, you're going to earn it. It's going to mean more to you. Um, uh, I love the D season. Like I said, typically my best bird comes from the D, D segment. Um, this year just might be a bird. <laughs> not my best bird. <laughs> Rod, do me a favor. Give that uh, website, Facebook page, phone number, please go. AACPWildlifePro.net. Uh, yeah, right. You take, hey, by the way, how's the lovely Donna? They're all doing very well. All doing great. Okay, you take care, Ron. Thanks for joining us. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, one afternoon next week after the Turkey Woods, we can get together for a iced tea and commiserate. (laughs) You you, you know, Tommy, I just realized I gave the wrong website for the turkey calls. What are you doing? What are you doing to me, Jonesy? Come on. I know. It's it's (laughs) rednextpride.com. Rednextpride.com. All right. We'll see you next week, brother. Be good. All right, buddy. Bye bye. Take care. Yeah, man, we're afflicted with turkeyitis this time of year, man. This is just, this is tough. Okay, grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Stephen McGraw, head of the Texas Department of Public Safety, says officers waited too long to engage with the Uvalde school shooter. Fox's Ashley Strohmeyer has the details. He says the 18-year-old gunman entered the school through a propped-up door. Just two minutes later, police officers entered the same door, but it took about an hour before the gunman was killed. Students trapped inside classrooms repeatedly calling 911 from their cell phones during the shooting. President Biden addressing the class of 2022 at the Naval Academy's graduation Friday. President Biden told more than 1,000 graduates of the U.S. Naval Academy they will help shape a world at an inflection point. Challenges we face, the choices we make are more consequential than ever. President Biden addresses graduates of the University of Delaware, his alma mater, later today. Fox's Jared Halpern. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Overnight, there will be a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. There still could be some downpours and aerial flooding, low 64. Saturday, intervals of clouds and sun, a thunderstorm in a few spots, high 81. Then clearing is expected Saturday night, low 60. Plenty of sunshine Sunday, high 83. Quite warm on Memorial Day with sunshine, patchy clouds, and a high of 88. I'm AccuWeather's Kara Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, that was Chris Shoplock, Nomad Design USA Marketing Manager, talking about these lures, these, uh, I'd say these Vertrex, and this Shikari. Now, check the Fisherman Magazine, Product View, Matt Broderick. Had an opportunity to work a boat show with Matt. He's the young gun editor up there in Long, the New York Long Island edition. Great review. And this, I can't wait to get my hands on these by the end of the week. Again, I feel like I'm committing a sin against the family using these instead of the Azuri Crystal Minnow. It's hurting my soul. We did mention the Fisherman Magazine. Several times in the last segment. And here's the dealio. Now, the past two weeks, the May edition of Fisherman, I keep mentioning Jim Hutchins, one of the greatest editor, fishing tackle editor writers I've ever seen. His no further comment editor's log in the May edition that's still out there. The June edition is, is coming out very soon. 
We will not be commenting further at this time. Let me read the last paragraph. Jim's patiently waiting on a line right now. I know he wants to be fishing. He has, uh, he, he, I know he, he's just making time for me. Here we go. In my personal and professional opinion, the Murphy administration presents a clear and present danger to the future of recreational fishing in New Jersey, not just by the governor's actions, but more so through lack of action and his anti-democratic indifference. And Hutch ends, pure Hutch. I will not be commenting further at this time. So able to get hold of Hutch on this crazy, crazy weekend. Jim, that was one of your most powerful punch in the gut editor's logs I've ever read. And this whole, listeners, go to it. It lays it out. Jim, there's something rotten going on in Trenton, man. Tom P., it's good to hear from you. It's good to be here on a Saturday morning. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. The, um, you know, I just want to, I got to stress this. It's not anti-Democrat. Right. Right. It's, right. it's anti-Democratic. This this happens to be the least transparent administration that I have worked with in nearly 20 years of doing this. Democrats and Republicans alike, I've had better luck getting fisheries news and information than than this than this last five years. It is abominable, and I think most most anglers are experiencing that firsthand, and I know the hunters too. So, Jim, it comes man, down. Man. You, you mentioned the council and how it comes out to listen. You have to read the read the editorial, editorial rather yourself. The editor's lock, May edition, the fisherman, www.thefisherman.com. Subscribe. You'll get it. Listen, this, this is powerful here. But, Jim, it comes down to what made my eyes pop out. And I knew this, but it's still the reaction. Let's see. Regarding appointments, whatever. Bottom line, people. Bottom line. The roll call vote tally drops to five to two in favor of commercial when accounting for the missing sport fisherman appointments. Jim, the appointments, where are they? What have you heard? What have you found? Where are they? What's going on? So this is this is the important thing for, for anglers especially to consider. On, on the Marine, uh, the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council, by statute, which is law, the appointments have to be made by the governor. And these appointments break down in a very structured way. There's two members of the public at large seats. There are, what is it, three recreational seats. Um, mm -hmm. And then there are the, the commercial seats and there's a shellfish seat. So right now what we have is there's only one member of the public, and that's Eleanor Bahanek. One public seat is missing. Then you have a recreational seat missing. So I think it's supposed to be four, Tom, uh, because you have uh, you have Dick Herb, who's a recreational, Bob right. Rush, who's a recreational, and Pat Donnelly, who's uh, in Ocean County, is a recreational. So we are missing a recreational and a member of the public, which by in, by itself gives more of the uh, majority over to the commercial guys. Now, the commercial guys aren't necessarily bad, right? Yeah, yeah, what I know, I'm yeah. saying is this, it affects the vote. Then on top of that, you have the chairman of the council, Dick Herb, who's one of the recreational votes. Since he's the chairman, that means that there are only two recreational two seats. There you go. Means <laughs> there's only two votes for the recreational community. Now, I've been trying to get answers. I've gone through the Division of Fish and Wildlife. I've gone through the DEP. Everybody says it's over my, my head. It's above my pay grade. That's because it's in the governor's office. 
So I've been trying like heck to try to get the governor's office to respond. When I finally did, basically, as you'll see in the editor's log, the response was, look, we just made a bunch of appointments two years ago. Well, that doesn't matter. The statute says you have to make sure that they're stacked every year. Right. So they just said, look, we just did this two years ago. Don't bother me. Uh, as far as uh, when we're going to make the appointments, we don't talk about that. We won't talk about our process. So the simple question I had back was, well, can you give me a time frame? And the governor's office said, we will not be commenting further at this time, which is another way of saying, shut up, don't bother me. We've right. answered every one of your questions. This is the problem with getting an answer. I'm a, I'm a member of the media, right? I mean, you can laugh, you can you can you say, oh, geez, he's just a recreational fishing writer, he's just a heckler, whatever. Right. I represent the media. And in what sense, in what realm, if a member of the media goes to a politician, a governor, a president, and says, look, I want some answers, and they don't give them to you, then that's scary, frightening. The problem is, since this editorial was out, I have talked to other friends who are not in the fishing business, uh, who are not not fishermen? They say it's not just you; it's other appointments, other it's other commissions. Oh wow! The Pinelands Commission, for example. There's been commissions there. You talk to builders. You talk to other people. They say it's not just you. So basically, in, in a nutshell, Tom, and for readers or for listeners to understand what this is, is you have advisory roles where they put members of the public in advisory positions to to advise the government. But if those those people aren't being appointed to those positions, then you don't have public process. And I'm under the impression at this point that the Murphy administration, Governor Murphy himself, doesn't want to be advised by the public. He'll do things the way he wants. Yeah, my way or the highway. Bottom line. Yeah. So as long as you, you know, you don't put public members into different advisory roles, you stack them when you do with your own people, for example, and then you don't answer the media, mm -hmm. what do you have? Again, I started this, Tom, by saying this is not about Democrats and Republicans. Right. It's about a politician in office that needs to be held accountable for what he's doing and not doing and the questions he's not answering. And Hutch, again, is it his, I know his disdain for hunters, I get that, but I, I didn't think it would come across the fisherman the same, like, like uh, hell, I don't care about this, and shoves it off or, again, totally ignores it. How do you see this playing out, Jim? I really don't know. Um, I've talked to a couple of people, um, kind of, uh, in, the, in, the, in the process, and they say they're working on it. But, I, I, I mean... Really, from what I'm hearing is that they have replaced the front door at the DEP with a turnstile because so many people are barreling outside the office. <laughs> there is a large turnover inside the, de the, the yeah. Department of Environmental Protection because it is, it is really not a great place to work. That's what I'm hearing. Right. I don't know if that's true. That's only what I'm hearing. You know, again, I'm a member of the media. Uh... I can only get quotes when somebody's willing to give it. And I'm under the impression at this point that I've kind of been shut down from, for the most part, getting, getting Ooh, quotes about what's actually uh, happening. Hutch, you know, I'm a member so. too, so I, I hear what's going on. As a, unless there's as a follow-up editorial, they want to touch on this because we have something about porgies coming up with Jim, very important. Go online to fisherman.com, Jim's follow-up edit, editor's log. 
This is great. This is pure Hutchinson. Mother, may I? Hutch, we had a minute or two oh. to go on. I know you're, I know you're fired up on this one. Going at because I'm, I'm only very rarely more in the Corzine administration that I get, go through what you're going through. And that was regarding you know, the bear hunt and the whole bit. What, what's, uh, that, that was just crazy. Um, you know, that's, it's another perfect example of the, the dog wagging, the, the, the tail wagging the dog. <laughs> right. Look, I, I, in a, in, a, in a nutshell, I tried to get answers about the, the summer flounder situation. We did not know going into that Monday start date if it was official. And all I asked of the Division of Fish and Wildlife, I had to go through their press office, mm-hmm. is it official? Is it starting? 48 hours later, I had no answer. I had to go up the ladder. When I went up the ladder, I got, I got torn apart for not following the process. They spent more time structuring an email to dress me down for not following their protocol for the First Amendment, if they had spent half that time trying to get me an answer, we could have been good. So as most yeah. folks know, that the day they started summer flounder fishing in, in May, they didn't know if those were the limits or not because the actual <laughs> notification from the state didn't come from 20. It, it took 24 hours. Uh, actually, it was 48 hours later before the email came out. So, again, part and parcel of, of what we're talking about. Hutch, but I want to get to the I want to get to the porgies. This is very important on that in that uh, fishery. Running some some something coming up. Hutch, I have to ask you. You have the tenacity of a badger digging for information. And I have to ask you. This, love you as a brother. We've known each other many years. You and your, and your dad and a whole bit. What keeps you going, Hutch? What keeps you going, man? That drive is incredible. I love my job. I love what I do. I love working for the readers and our advertisers. Um, I wanted to be a news person from the time I was 17 and got my first byline in a local newspaper, Beach Haven Times. So to be able to take my background in journalism and do it for something that I love, oh, my God, it's awesome. So, yeah, I treat, I treat our magazine. Look, you can read the Fisherman magazine and get all the tactical information, the hot spots, where are they biting in New Jersey, all of that. But what I really take great pride in is covering the news angle because I think that fishermen – no, I strongly believe that fishermen deserve a news source, and that's what I want to deliver with the Fisherman Magazine. Jimmy, do it. Uh, you do it superbly. But let's get to the Porgies, aka Scup, a possible federal shutdown. This is, listen, there's a news broken to fishermen. Then, believe it or not, it was covered by Fox News. Broken to fishermen first. Jimmy, what's going on with my Porgies, man? So the situation is when the Mid-Atlantic Fishery Management Council took their vote to raise the size limit one inch across the board. I, I, my numbers might be a little off. Yeah, 10 but inches. Their determination yeah. was this is, this is going to be, uh, this is going to, it'll, it'll take 30% off the harvest. Because based on the Marine Recreational Information Program, we were catching too many porgies. The porgy population is healthy. The stock is Totally healthy. I think it's two times overbuilt. Right. But because the data showed that we're catching too many, we had to take a reduction. So the council decided that a 30% reduction through a one-inch coastwide increase in size was going to be enough. NOAA Fisheries then got that determination from the Mid-Atlantic Council and said, no, we don't believe that. We want 50%. So they have now... So they've gone through the public process, the federal register, 
and I'm still trying to figure out. I was waiting around for maybe a, a news drop because, you know, the government loves to drop bad news right before a holiday. But the federal <laughs> government yep. says we want to shut down federal waters completely to, to recreational fishing for porgies. Now, some guys might say, well, I'm going to go out to the rec sites to catch them. Well, most of the rec sites in New Jersey are beyond, offshore. Beyond the three miles, and It's right? really a lot. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a more, it's a more robust fishery the farther north you go into New Jersey and then you can get up into New York and New England. But any for hire captain that has federal permits won't be able to catch porgies anywhere because they have to fall back on the federal regulations. Mm. So if... NOAA Fisheries does shut down recreational porgy fishing, none of the head boats will be able to to have a keeper porgy on board. Jim, that's going to... So I'm a little oh. frightened. I'm a little frightened right now because the last time I saw this happen was in the fall of 2009. That was when Jane Lubchenco was in the White House and she shut down our black sea bass. Remember fishery. the sea bass, yeah. I've never right. seen anything. Never saw a mid-season closure based on the recreational data. Well, Luchenko was run out of Washington pretty soon after that. Lo and behold, she's back in with the Biden administration. So, yeah, I'm scared. No. I didn't know that. Hutch, I didn't didn't know she was back. Oh, boy. That's my fault on that one. Wow. You can can find that one if you go to thefisherman.com and and do a Google search on thefisherman.com for the Luchenko is back because I wrote that up earlier this year. No, listen, Jim Hutchison. I actually wrote it up last year. Jim, Jim Hutchison, managing editor, uh, New Jersey, Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman Magazine. To get your May issue, reread Jim's No Further Comment editor's log. No Further Comment. And also his mother, May I, it, it, that's at thefisherman.com. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for joining us on this weekend. You're going to get some fishing in yourself, little brother. I believe Samantha and I are going kayaking in just a little while. So there'll be a little bit of but mostly kayaking with the daughter. But Hutch, take care and uh, keep us abreast. And by the way, one one of these days, Hutchinson, we're going to drag your ass into the studio here in Northfield, okay? I would love to. I enjoy got, that very much. Jimmy, take care. Thanks for being on the top of your game, as always. Best to the family. Best to your dad. Big Hutch, the man, the one, the guy. You take care, brother. Hey, God bless our heroes this weekend. Don't this, forget about again, that. Listeners, again, again, I buried my Uncle Tommy. He was the, with the OSS World War II. He was 101, 102 years old. These are the people, Vietnam, Iraq, whatever, made the ultimate sacrifice. And Jim, what gets me effing crazy, the people, oh, we hate America, we hate America sucks. That, that they say that, not really realizing or not, not even thinking about the sacrifices that were made, Jimmy. That drives me crazy. You know what? Our heroes, the people who fought and died for this country, gave those people the right to complain about their country. Yeah. So I almost sometimes just think of it and say, you know what? You have that right because of the people that you criticize. You so I know for a fact, and you do, and most, most of your listeners do, it is because of those veterans and it's because of the people that gave the ultimate sacrifice. God bless you and those families. That's it. Jimmy, well said. I'll see you next week, brother. Be good. Catch him up. Okay, a little long on that segment. Be right back. Hopefully we have time for a report.
Rackenfin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. Hello, I'm Chief Kevin Friel of the Hamilton Police Department. What's the first thing you do when you step into a motor vehicle? If you said buckle up, you're among over 90% of Atlantic County residents who continue to make this life-saving choice. And I thank you. The act of buckling up should be automatic for all drivers and passengers. Fastening your seatbelt is the single most effective way to reduce serious injuries, and it increases your chance of surviving a motor vehicle crash by as much as 45%. On May 23rd, law enforcement agencies across Atlantic County will be joining the statewide Click It or Ticket campaign in an effort to increase seatbelt use. Seatbelts save lives and everyone, front seat and back, child and adult, need to be buckled up. Every ride, every time. This message is brought to you by the Atlantic County Office of Highway Traffic Safety and the Hamilton Police Department. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Back for our final segment, Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Happy Memorial Day weekend, as Hutch so poignantly put it. And the end of our last segment, May 28th, 29th, and 30th the Monday. This is a long weekend. Let's close it out with a fishery report from probably the most popular place on a holiday weekend, Long Beach Island. Join us on the line for a report is Dave Edelman. He is the Long Beach Island director for the huge and continuing growing American Angler Fishing Club. Bayside Dave, what's the word, brother? It's all good, Tom, how you doing, buddy? Lock, cock, the Radio Rock. Now, your surf fishing LBI with Bayside Dave's Facebook thing is off the charts. We'll get into that some other yeah. time, Dave. But what's happening? Boarding light to Holgate, brother. Give it up. I tell you, the whole stretch of island is on fire with many kinds of fish in the surf. We got striped bass all over the surf uh, all, all day long. Clam is the bait of choice, fresh or salted clam. Uh, people are also catching uh, striped bass with bunker. Uh, and plugs are working. We got SP minnows. We got mag darters, bucktails, pencil poppers. They're all working. People put a teaser on. They're even hitting the teasers. No. Uh, Tommy Venom, Thomas Monaco uh, gets a lot of good bass on plugs. Um, we got bluefish are making an appearance, five to eight pounders. Nice. They're hitting plugs. They're grabbing bunker. Uh, Tyler Conrad had a 15 pounder last week on an SP minnow. And uh, Chris Kuki was reeling in a striper. Uh, about a um, 26, 28 inch striper on, on the rig, and uh, a bluefish hit the teaser, and he landed them both. So we're on fire down here, man. <laughs> wow, man, uh, we it got, sounds we crazy. Got black drum in the surf. They're grabbing clam, which is what they like, and uh, fluke are starting to show up. The water's getting warmer. The fluke are starting to head in. They're going into the bays, but they're hitting the surf too. People are using minnows, you know, killies, right. bucktails with squid strips. It's on fire, man. And I tell you. Kingfish are even starting to show up. It's early in the season for them, but they're starting to show up. Whoa, 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 time out, time out. Some, the Royals are here. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, yes, they are. You know, they've been showing up in the, in some of the southern uh, surf uh, spots, and they're also showing up in uh, Long Beach Island. We got kingfish up to 15 inches are being caught. 
Uh, Carl Chen uh, was out the other day, got a nice 14 and a half inch bloodworms, fish bites, even small sand fleas. You, you gather up some small sand fleas in the surf, pop them on your hook. Kingfish love them. Okay, Dave, Dave, sounds like the surf line is hot from Barnacle Light to Holgate. What about the Bay Bayside, Dave? What's happening? The bays have stuff going on, too, man. We got fluke is hot in the shallows, hitting killies and artificials. We got the small bluefish uh, running up and down the inlets and even even through the bays. And resident stripers are always around. And uh, very quietly, let's let's whisper the word weak fish. They can be found. Uh, let's just very, be very quiet about that and don't tell anybody. <laughs> Bayside Dave, thanks for a great report. Listeners, LBI this weekend, man. If it's going to be smoking, you got the fish report firsthand. Bayside Dave Edelman, LBI director for the huge and still growing American Angler Fishing Club. Dave, you have a great weekend. Hope to see you sometime later next week. Don't Now that there's kingfish here, Edelman, you gotta take me. Okay, with deal? That's it. It's a deal, Tom. We gotta get together, brother, and catch some fish together. Take care, brother. Be good. Have a great weekend. Best of the missus. You too. Thanks again. Yours too. That's it. That'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio. Again, as Hutch says, remember the veterans who made this country great. You hate America. You buttholes you hate america well they're right to criticize about these people gave their lives for the ultimate sacrifice but you will never understand it i better know god bless america god bless our troops god bless our first responders god bless law enforcement get out there and enjoy happy memorial day weekend me i'm gonna fish and then eat and drink like a man on death row then crab and then eat and fish like a man on death row second version see you next week rack and fin radio